my god, they're coming back to listen to us again, Bobby E. The Hodges Ensues Wrestling Podcast coming to you on this Thursday. It's our Rushmore topic. I'm your host, Blue Coyote. And as always, I'm joined by a tag team partner for life, Bobby E. Pew, pew, pew. We got a good topic today. Yeah, we Rushmore do. topic. Top four intercontinental champs of all time. We got uh, pretty good feedback from our listeners. I'm going to take the top five that I really liked. Um, a lot of crossover. A lot of people said the same thing. So uh, I'm going to run through their list, probably talk about a couple of these guys, and then Bobby, uh, as per usual, are going to trade back and forth on our countdown, 4-2-1. Um, so... Uh, to get started, we are going to start with uh, Bobby E. Stalker. He says, Eddie Guerrero, who is his favorite, Edge, Razor Ramon, and what is this on the horizon? It's been a while, but here we go. Macho Man Randy Savage, uh-huh, Intercontinental Champ, nigga. So we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and get this uh, kind of out of the way. Um, Edge should have never been the Intercontinental Champion. No, he should have been a tag team champ and lay it to rest. Done. Ooh, wiping the hands. Um, original fan Zach chimes in with Chris Jericho. Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> uh, Razor Ramon. Wow. And Shawn Michaels. Obviously. Um, I I like, you know, Razor and Shawn, their, uh, their ladder match at WrestleMania, which has been uh, contested as one of the greatest ladder matches of all time, uh, was for the Intercontinental Belt. It was good. Um, it was a good storyline. You know, one guy had left. Another guy had been crowned the new champ. Old champ comes back. You get a two-for-one Who's who is the ultimate intercontinental champion. Um, so, good stuff there. Uh, but, uh, interesting. Shawn Michaels. Uh, great uh, champ. You know, WWE champ. Um, and, and we're going to talk about this a little later on before we get to our picks. But, it just kind of surprised me that uh, he's... You know, one of the the big big champs. You know, WWE champion, um, Royal Rumble winner, and and it is a championship belt. And I don't want to discount it. We're gonna we're gonna discuss that. But I don't know. Like he's been the big champ. Why are you gonna say he's your favorite Intercontinental? That's just my take. Oh, he was. Uh, Razor Ramon was. Uh, he was he, never the big champ. He had the belt four times. Shawn Michaels only had three. Yes. Uh, Shawn Michaels had it for 406 days combined. Uh, Razor Ramon had it for 437 days combined. I fucking love the internet. I was about to say, you're not this fucking knowledgeable. You gotta be looking this shit up or something. Because now you know, you know stats and days and... I have all this shit broke down now. Y'all How am I going to throw learning on you now when you got the learning at your fingertips? <laughs> Y'all are 
But okay, I do want to backtrack. Okay, let, it was unfair. Yes, Sean was the WWE champ. Um, there are people that are on both of our lists, I believe, that have been both. Um, so I don't want to detract from it. I'm just saying, to me, Shawn Michaels was more synonymous with the WWE Heavyweight Championship and not the Intercontinental Belt. But good list, good list. Uh, One-Eyed Jack's brother, Two-Eyed Casey, chimes in with <laughs> Bret Hart, <laughs> Razor Ramon, Chris Jericho, and <laughs> the ultimate... <coughs> Oh, fuck that up. Sorry. The Ultimate Warrior. Oh, okay. <clears throat> I'm dying. Paps. Save me, Paps. <sighs> yeah, I'm reading through all these stats, and my list... Nah. Way off. <laughs> but it's who I like. I, and that's the thing. I, I wouldn't necessarily say you go off stats. Go with who you like. Um, <clears throat> especially if it's someone that you really like, and they held the belt. That just adds to it. Of course, whenever I did my list, I kind of went off path because we've talked about certain guys so many times and they held the belt. I didn't want to rehash over and over again. Um, so I, I picked some guys that were probably more in tune with the Intercontinental Belt, but um, we'll get to them later on. Aaron the Red has Chris Jericho, Razor Ramon, Macho Man Randy Savage, and Santino Morella. Now the thing with Santino here is that he won the Intercontinental Championship um, on his debut. Uh, they were in Italy. His he, his background was that he was Italian. and in real life, he's Canadian. Um, I think he's Italian background. But uh, he came out and, and won the belt right off the bat. Now, at the time, he was a beast. Like, he entered the ring, and I thought, man, this guy is huge. And then later in his career, you're like, this guy's not huge. So, I don't know. Is it, Okay, you said Morales... Is that Pedro? Pedro Morales. Okay. That's what we talked about, I think, well, before we started. But uh, He's number one. Yeah, he had the longest number of days combined. 619. Yes. But he only won it twice. Yeah, it was in two separate times. Um, it, and that was just how the stats were back in the WWF, uh, whenever Vince Sr. had it. Uh, if you really want to look at some stats, <laughs> look at uh, Bruno San Martino's days... As the uh, WWF champion or WWF champion, Tito's in. No, that's Tito Santos. Arriba! Arriba! Um, Keith Lee's older brother James chimes in with Eddie Guerrero as well. Chris Jericho, Macho Man Randy Savage. Wow! And Mr. Perfect. Oh, that's a good one. That is a good one. Um, he didn't have the big belt. Um, he. Almost made my list. You want to know his stats? Uh, Mr. Perfect? Yeah. Hit me. Uh, 406 days combined. Only two wins. Okay. Well, that's pretty good for for two wins and having it that many days. That's pretty good still. Um... And that's what we got. That was our top five picks. Uh, some some takeaways there. Uh, Macho Man made the list quite a bit. Yeah. Um, Razor Ramon made all but one list. Wow. Now let me double check. Macho, 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 Macho. So Macho Man also made four out of five lists. So both tied. Okay. Pretty good. Pretty good. 
and I got to say, Macho Man Randy Savage, several times, so that was nice. Um, Razor Tops, uh, Randy Savage. How many days? Uh, we got Razor at 437 days. Okay. Randy at 414. Okay. Interesting. Uh, but splitting the two was the Ultimate Warrior. Fuck that guy. Um, Macho Man did go on to win the big belt, though, so. Just saying. Okay. All right, so a little bit of history on the belt. Uh, started in 1979. It's considered the second most important belt. It was the working man's title. Um, if you had that belt, you had to uh, work some pretty hard-fought matches. It wasn't all pomp and circumstance. Uh, and there, there were a lot, a lot of world champs that won the big title because of money, um, like Hogan. Hogan wasn't an intercontinental champion, but he came in and won the heavyweight championship belt. Um, but a lot of those guys that came in and won the big belt and didn't have the IC belt, they couldn't work like Intercontinental Champions. So, um, to me, the Intercontinental belt is very similar to the NWA World Heavyweight belt. Now, the NWA belt, I think, is more coveted because it's the World Heavyweight belt. But uh, you have to work. You know, a lot of those guys that held that belt in the NWA were what they call traveling champions. You know, they, they might win the belt in Charlotte, North Carolina, but then the next day, they're going to be wrestling in Florida. And they might do Florida for a week, and then they're going to head down uh, and, to Puerto Rico or over to Japan or whatever the case may be. But they're wrestling uh, all over the world, 365 days a year. So it's a working belt. So with that intercontinental belt, you're working more matches. Um, in later years, uh, WWE, at the time WWF, would run like A and B shows, and eventually they had enough talent they would run like an A, B, and C show in different markets. So when there was the A and B, they would work separate areas, and Hogan would be the headliner on the A show, and then the, whoever the Intercontinental Champ was would be the headliner on the B show. Gotcha. So that you'd still have you know a, a championship belt contested. But uh, if you were a kid back in the 80s, and you were like, oh, I remember going to the house shows, and I saw the Intercontinental, okay, well... Sorry, little Jimmy, but you were watching the B show. You weren't watching the A programming. Huh. Like, if you caught Hogan, you're watching a Nitro. Okay. If you caught the IC champ, you were watching a Thursday Night Thunder. Ah. All right, I think you're going to be surprised by some of my picks uh, and some of my explanations, but let's go ahead and get started. All right. I'll let you uh, lead the dance this week. I took the, the first step last week. Who you got? Uh, I went with Jeff Hardy. Jeff? Nero Hardy. Why is he calling Nero? Because he's also known as Brother Nero, and his middle name, I believe, is Nero. Oh, really? Jeff Nero. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Jeff Hardy. Yes. Like Edge, should have just stopped with his tag team career, and no, did not deserve the Intercontinental belt. No, I think he's doing much better shit without. That little fucker, Matt, <laughs> holding his pocket. Uh, he held Matt's pocket. He still can't cut a promo to save his life. That's fine. Okay. His in-the-rink performance surpasses... It's like a donkey ice skating. Don't, 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 don't. What? What? Are we talking about the same guy? Jeff Hardy? 
Yeah. That no talent piece of shit? No. I'm just kidding, folks. Jeff Hardy is great. He's one of my tops. I used to have his poster on the wall. Him like flying through the air. It's cool shit. I love all the art that he does. I just yank in your chain. Oh, okay. Dick. Face. Vaginal turd. <laughs> I think that's my new word. Baby shower. <laughs> no, uh, Jeff is God. He, he was a he was a great icy champ. I think he's on his way back. I really do. I think he's on his way to AEW. AEW. <laughs> I don't know. I I don't fully agree with the storylines he's in now. I, no. I think they could do better, but he's probably like one of the best talents they've got. He's not all the way out of the ring, even though he'd be a great agent. He can put some matches together. He'd be a great trainer. Um, and I like that he's shining a little bit without Matt, which he's done before, and he's succeeded. You know, Matt left at one point, and Jeff became the heavyweight champion, beating Triple H. So, okay. But as good as they have been apart, the Hardys will always be great together. I agree with that. Okay. My number one, or sorry, my number four, my first one to discuss, the one Mr. Patrick Patterson, the first ever Intercontinental Champion in WWE. He had the North American Championship, as it was known at the time, and Vince wanted to make the title bigger. So uh, he won, air quotes for those listening, uh, the South American belt in Brazil, unifying them into an intercontinental championship. Okay. I, too, have access to internet, Bobby E. Uh. Um, <clears throat> but Pat Patterson, like Dusty Rhodes, an amazing mind for the business. Uh, so whenever you look at the NWA and the WWE and you want to split them down the middle and say, you know, one's more realistic, one's more cartoony, one's more... Um, Southern wrestling, one's more East Coast, you know, Northern wrestling. That That's the difference. You know, Dusty was more NWA, JCP, WCW. Pat was WWE. And Pat was with WWE for years and years and years. And even after he stopped wrestling, he was a great road agent slash producer. Um, he was one of Vince's right-hand men. Awesome. Putting matches together. Over-the-top talent. One of the best matches I've ever seen was an empty arena street fight brawl between him and Sergeant Slaughter. <laughs> At ease, disease. Okay. But it was pretty good. So that's who I'm going with my number four. All right. Who you got next? Oh, um, Mick Foley. Mick Foley. Just because he's one of your favorites or? He's always... Gonna be one of my favorite. He's the greatest wrestler ever in my head. Um, but no, I it it was like that's not gonna happen, and then it happened. Yeah, uh, you look at at Mick Foley, and you're like, oh, he's a hardcore guy. Um, yes, he loves the business. He watched it as a kid. He hitchhiked, you know, to see matches and. <clears throat> So you kind of think, well, he's got a talent, but he doesn't really have the look. He's He's got the talk, but he doesn't have the walk. What are we going to do here? And so you think, okay, this is a good storyline, but then he wins the belt. Yeah. And it's kind of like the company says, I appreciate you. 
he wins this belt, and you kind of start thinking, is there a chance at the heavyweight championship? Could he Maybe. take it? You know, I mean, it kind of added a, a, an aura of recognition's not the best word I'm looking for here, but basically they're saying, hey, you're, you're, you can make it. And, yeah. and there have been IC champs that didn't really go on to do anything else. Um, or they were IC champ because they needed the belt. Um, some guys, their their personality wasn't strong enough to carry them otherwise. So, hey, let's give them a title and kind of boost them up a little bit. But Yeah, right. you don't have to be this big buff. He's, he's clearly not. Bad, yeah. <laughs> big buff badass dude to but, win a belt. Yeah, I should then... say buff Bagwell. And I'd put him like right below the Ultimate Warrior probably. But... Um... He never had the Intercontinental belt. Oh, okay. So it's not on my list. No. <clears throat> All right, dude. Mick Foley. I can, I can dig it. Love Mick Foley. I went with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. That's a good one. Uh, I I went with Steamboat because uh, he he's been the NWA World Heavyweight Champion. He never won the WWE World Heavyweight Belt, but he could have. I mean, he could have carried it. The issue with Ricky has always been the. The charisma. He can cut a decent promo, but he wasn't over the top. Yeah. I feel like him getting the belt in WWE was recognition to say, hey, you're good enough. You know, we stand by you and we want to keep you around and we want to run some programs with you. You're, you're a strong talent. And you're reliable. Um, but it kind of went back and forth between him and Savage. Also, I mean, Savage was on so many of our listeners' lists Mm-hmm. But Steamboat wasn't. And a lot of those times that Randy had that belt, he wouldn't have been as good if his opponent wasn't Steamboat. Right. Um, we've talked about that dichotomy before between Hogan and Piper, and Piper was just such a shit heel, it made Hogan look better. Same thing here. Uh, Steamboat and Savage wrestling each other, that level was just, was just phenomenal. Yeah. So that's, that's why I went with him. I, I think because he came from the NWA... Um, and was kind of regarded as that southern style wrestler that he was not going to be given the big belt. But he got the consolation prize, if you want to call it that, but he would not have got it if he was not a great worker and and had the stamina to be a working champion. I mean, the dude had so many one-hour broadways with Ric Flair. That is not easy to do. That level of cardio, I couldn't do it. I could, but... You will lie. Uh, you will lie. Didn't Steamboat win the Intercontinental Belt against Macho Man? Yeah. Okay. They, they traded it back and forth. So that's okay. what I'm saying. So Macho wouldn't have that whole storyline. He wouldn't. Macho Man wouldn't be the Intercontinental Champ. He was had Steamboat not been the Intercontinental Champion. Correct. Right. I love it. Love it. I don't like you agreeing with me this much. I'm sorry. It happened last week, and now it's happening now, and I think the internet has ruined you, making you agree with me. Well, I'm reading the stats. <laughs> oh, well, okay. I can't fault you there. But I can tell you that on tomorrow's show, whenever we do fantasy, you and I, claws are coming out. Ooh. Pika, pika. <clears throat> Bulbasaur. What? I don't know. Uh, back to you. Who you got? Back to me. Um. Alright, this is the one I folded on. 
Okay. Just. Uh, Who'd you take out? I took out Stone Cold. Okay. We're not going to cuss and discuss that just yet. Who'd you put in? Randy Orton. Randy Orton. <clears throat> Aside from <clears throat> him being the flavor of the month for you, your next boo thing, why did you go with Orton? I enjoy his matches more than I do Triple H. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> I can't believe you said that. I can't either. That You enjoyed his matches more than Stone Cold? Yeah. Is that what you meant? Okay. Um, As the Intercontinental or just overall you like his matches better? No, I'm not overall. I'm going to have to go with just, just for the, the belt. Okay. For the belt. <clears throat> Orton pulls off amazing shit. He does. He is a consummate performer. And and people will not fully realize this <clears throat> unless you do some homework or you're a long-time fan. A lot of people who see what Randy does now, uh, Randy Orton, not Randy Savage, Randy Orton works a very old-school style. Yeah. He can do some high-fly. I mean, he can do all that, but he is working a ground-based grappler-brawler style. Mm-hmm. Just vicious. He hasn't always been that way. Um, the reason I liked him as the IC is that he, uh, and we'll discuss this a little bit later on before my number one, but sometimes that Intercontinental title belt is a stepping stone. Like, hey, I see the potential in this guy to be the world champ, but I want—I don't want to give him that belt and him fall on his face. So let's see what he does in middle management. Let's give him this title and see how he carries himself and then, if that goes well, we can go on. Um, so, I mean, a lot of times, a lot of the Intercontinental Champions will go on eventually to be the World Heavyweight Champ, but it's all going to depend on what they do here with this title. Um, you've got a lot what they call Grand Slam Champions, where they um, are the Intercontinental Belt Holder, the U.S. Belt Holder, and then the Heavyweight Title. Um, or they've been a Tag Champ, or you know what they've held other titles. Mm-hmm. So, Randy Orton getting this belt and this push, I thought was great for his career because they wanted to see what he could do, and, and he rose to the occasion. Um, he's one of those guys that that gets better with age, and, and we're going to talk about another talent who gets better with age t- tomorrow. But Randy Orton, good pick. My hat is off to you. Wow. Now the one that's going to really surprise you, and it might you might disagree with me on this one. Okay. China. Oh, I did not know she was... Yes. I would have went with that. So... Over my number one, no, but... Well, you know, a a lot of people, Chris Jericho made their list. And again, you know, the person that you're having the dance with, you know, Mm -hmm. that you're working the program with, who was it? Well, a lot of times Jericho's IC title run was with China. So, China held the title for 56 days. And then China and Jericho both held the title together for 20 days. There was a, uh, a basically a double pinfall in their ma- in their rematch and they were both counted at 3 seconds and so both of them defended the title and then they had another rematch and Jericho took it after that. But without that storyline and all that going on, 
you wouldn't have set Jericho up to continue on to be the champion he was. Plus, um, as we've discussed on the show before, uh, with regard to Tessa Blanchard, you know, breaking all the headlines and the barriers whenever she became the Impact World Heavyweight Champion, a lot of people will say, okay, but that's Impact. That's not WWE. That's not the NWA. And at this time, in, in the 90s, whenever she got the belt, it was still a boys club. You know, women were still out there having the bra and panty matches or wrestling in mud or cream corn or whatever the hell they were. Yeah. China wasn't. And China, you know, billed as the ninth wonder of the world because she could take on the men. So she had the the, the matches with Jericho, and then later on she would go on and have more intercontinental matches with Eddie Guerrero. And that was whenever Eddie got his his title and went on. And, and a lot of people had Eddie on their list. So she's she's a central figure in both Jericho's run and Eddie Guerrero's run. And, you know, holding the belt 56 plus 20 days, I found that was pretty impressive, especially for that time in the industry. So my hat off to you, Miss Lauer. R.I.P. Tits. I know it. It was the first word that popped in my head. Uh. Yeah. Good stuff. We are down to the line. So you're gonna give your number one. Okay. Then I'm going to discuss some things about the IC title overall. Okay. And then I'm going to give my number one. Okay. Uh, who you got? DX! They can't both hold the title. You got Triple H. Oh, okay. I kind of suspected. Yeah. Um, okay. Triple H is the IC champion or title holder. What's that? What does that mean? Uh, it means he's on his way. Okay. Kind of like we discussed earlier to with, the world. with Orton. It's like, hey, let's give this guy the belt. Yeah. Um, I believe he'd already won King of the Ring at that time. So it was kind of like another step of let's see what we can do. Um, Yeah, I, I was listening to a podcast the other day and they were talking about Triple H and his match with uh, Mick Foley and... At the time, they weren't mid-card guys, but they weren't top talent guys. And Mick was still coming into his own as Mankind. And Triple H was still working the uh, the Connecticut Blue Bloods gimmick of Hunter Hearst Helmsley. It was before Ugh. he was really Triple H. But okay. um, you knew that these guys were going to do something. They were going to go somewhere. And obviously did, because both guys have made your list. Uh, but yeah, Triple H... Um, Good deal on the belt. It was his stepping stone. Which which brings me to my point. Um, not making the list, uh, Chris Benoit or Kurt Angle, um, both fierce competitors, throwing the potatoes. They worked stiff. Um, I think with Benoit, it was more consolation, which he did win the big title in the end. But uh, with Angle, again, it was a, a stepping stone. Eddie Guerrero was pretty good. Um but I think also there, it was like, well, I don't think he can carry it that well. Let's give him a shot, see what he can do. Because Eddie also went on to win the World Heavyweight Champion. Um, so let's see what he can do. But then uh, he did good. So he gets to he gets a pass. He gets to go on. But then people like Stone Cold, uh, Triple H, HBK, uh, for them, it, it was that climb the ladder. You know, you have to 
do this, and then we're going to move you on to that. And if you keep doing well there, we're going to keep going. Right. So that's kind of where uh, Triple H or uh, Stone Cold fall into that for me and HBK, which did make you know someone's list. Um, it was more of a stepping stone of like, okay, we got to check these things off before the world champ because we want them to be credible as the world champ. And so if we don't make them Intercontinental Championship first, um, they might not. Are you laughing at my... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that also brings up AJ Styles, who is the current, the current. yeah, Intercontinental Champ. Um, AJ's great. He he held all the belts in TNA Impact. He held belts in New Japan. He has proven that he can carry himself to carry the belts in WWE. It's for me a we need an IC champ. Um, you know, because Braun went on to win the big belt, right? So we got to have a, a star with, with enough power to carry the IC title. But he's already been the world champ, or the heavyweight champ. So right. it's almost like they circled back so they can just put it on his resume. Like, see, he's he's just as good as all these other people because he had it too. Um, but he's doing good. I mean, he's got it. He's got the belt. Um, but yeah, a stepping stone. Um, and my number one pick. Uh, I'm double checking it. Yeah, they did make someone else's list. Um, it's not Razor Ramon. It almost was. I wanted to go with Razor because I felt like that was his belt. Um, that's as high as he went in WWE. R.I.P. No, he's still alive. He's doing well. He's doing great things. He's clean and sober and doing his DDP yoga. What? But um, so I feel like it's synonymous with him. Like whenever people think about Razor Ramon, they think about the Intercontinental belt. But my number one can only be described as the best there is, oh, God. the best there was, and the best there ever will be, Bret Hart. Yeah. He'd already been in the company for a while. This was kind of like establishing him as a main star. Um, go ahead and pull up his stats. Uh, I know he had uh, <laughs> a fight with the Mountie over it. Um, he won it, I want to say again, he won it from Piper. Might have had a match with Perfect. The deal with Piper was interesting because that, that's as high as Piper went too. He never had the, the big belt. Um, he won it twice. Okay. He won it from Mr. Perfect and lost it to the Mountie and won it back. I just got Piper. Stats. I don't have storyline. Okay. That's fine. That's cool. Uh, I don't think they gave him the belt to see if he could handle himself. I don't think they gave him the belt because he was, uh, to put it on a resume, like he's got to climb these steps and do these things before he's the champ. I feel, honestly, like they gave him that belt because, bottom line, you've got to be a working champion. And they knew that he would have five-star matches with lots of different talent. Piper, Mountie, Perfect. Um, Ziggler. Well, not back then. Or are you saying Ziggler is the IC? Oh, oh, no. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So, uh, that, I mean, that's why he's my number one. I think he was he got that belt for the same reasons that Pat Patterson got that belt. He had a mind for the business, a love for the business, and he, he was a strong working champ. He was reliable, and they knew that he would have great matches with whoever he had a program with. And then once they made money on that and were like, okay, now it's time to move on and put the big belt on them and make money for everybody in the company. So, 
That's my number one. Bret Hart? Bret Hart. It makes sense. I'm going to agree again. I mean, not over Triple H, of course, but... I, have, I, have I not drank enough beer? Have I? Am I clear-minded enough to make good arguments? Is that the issue here? <laughs> that you're just like, oh, you're making a lot of sense, Blue Cody. To what? Like, I don't know, man. You're you're agreeing with me, and you're like, you're making good points. And I thought... Uh, no, you're making good points, because he was a fan favorite back in that time. Uh-huh. And I think that's what drives everything. Fan favorites. Okay. Well... Who do you like? Oh, I, I like Bret Hart. He wears stupid-ass sunglasses and wears pink. Oh, I like him. I have a Bret Hart tattoo. Yeah. And I wouldn't have it if I didn't believe in the dude. Okay. Uh, NC, I agreed with you. He's... I know, and it's throwing me off. So tomorrow... He's great. We're going to be arguing tomorrow. So just deal with that uh, when it comes. Um, so uh, that's the end of our list. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure to check us out on Patreon and other forms of social media. Start buying some, uh, some levels on that Patreon. Remember, you can just support us for a dollar a month. A dollar. and at that $20 level, you're going to get some cool shit. We talked about it earlier this week. I'd go into it now, but that's all we have time for today. Hijinks and Sue's Wrestling Podcast, the H-E-W-P, the Who, the Ring, the Circled Square. Get ready to buy some shirts. Tit!